Hashtag no music, no intro. Man, we could do like a two-hour episode. (laughs) With everything going on with the New Orleans Saints, I really feel like we, we could do we could do two and a half hours easy. Like to the cover bases on everything. It is 9 p.m. in California. It is eleven fifteen in Alabama. I don't I, I can say that my like Twitter has never like every time I open it, bro, like my mentions are just and I'm not I'm not on Orion level. I don't got thirteen thousand followers. I'm not I'm not there. 20,000. 20, 20, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, but I don't know where we should start. So we, the last time we recorded was after the, the Saints-Falcons game that should have been a joyous occasion. And it very, at the very end, it it showed why it was not a joyous occasion in terms of Dennis Allen apologizing to Arthur Smith, who then got fired the next fucking day. Um, we could talk about the presser. We could talk about Mickey Loomis meeting with the players. We could talk about um, John Gruden. We could talk about we could talk about how every oh, I, I had a list I had on a on a on a post it at work of I was writing down all the players who on social media at least Twitter oh. I didn't I didn't even look Instagram who came out and supported Jameis and the former players I, I had the list it was like it was like Chris Olave it was Michael Thomas it was um, Alvin Kamar uh, AK um, Colin Sanders had retweeted the the AK tweet. Jimmy um, Graham, um, Jimmy Graham uh, Mark Ingram, former Saint, uh, Lance, Moore. Lance, Lance Moore, Jari Evans, who's on the coaching staff. Like, I had a list of all the people who was backing up what Jameis did. We could talk about the, the, the post-game interview that Jameis got at his locker room and Ed Daniels gets blocked for being a very subtle but not very subtle racist and type of questions that he was asking Jameis at the time <laughs> and how Jameis composed himself and 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 responded and and gave a a mature composed answer where he was like we, we didn't want to disrespect the coach but we're gonna stand on business and we and, 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 and we did this for this reason and blah 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 we could talk about and i know i know cam jordan wants to get on twitter and say oh it was, i wasn't i'm not trying to be, nah bruh stop <laughs> the most the most tenured person on this team. He was drafted in 2011. So he has been in the season. He has been in the NFL 13 seasons. Did I have that right? Was he drafted in 2011? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? I'm not, yeah, I'm not dumb. Yep. Has played 13 NFL seasons, Ryan. Or I guess technically 12. And the responses that he gave to the to the questions that he was being answered at his locker room to me is still the most telling fucking thing about what the team thinks of Dennis Allen. They they asked he got asked straight straight to his face 
does the team still believe in Dennis Allen? Uh, is he still the head coach? <laughs> That's not a yes. Dennis Allen, head coach, and then it's stuttering. And, like, you know, so sometimes it's hard to lie, you know? Yes. Um, I, I've, I said this in the season, and again, like, I – I sometimes say things on this podcast, sometimes coming from a perspective of like knowing things behind the scenes that, you know, I I don't disclose. I We don't want to have a, a negative podcast all the time. We really don't. We really, guys, I swear to God, we don't. Ryan even put it, <laughs> Ryan put it in the discord today. Like, he's like, like, I need something to like potentially look forward to because I don't want to be negative all the time. I don't, man. It's not my personality trait. I I don't. They're making that shit hard. (laughs) I don't know where you find the sliver of hope right now with how the Saints are operating, and it's a Mickey Loomis problem. It's a Dennis Lachey problem. It's a fucking Gail Benson problem because she's not getting her hands involved. Like we can come out and and bitch about Dennis Allen all we want. Like man, Da just being Da, bro. Like Da just being Da, bro. That's the conclusion I've come to. It's like, yep, it's bigger than him at this point. Oh yeah. Here's here's the interesting thing. You know, when you see, uh, we watch the media. Like, people need to pay attention. Pay attention to media coverage because you're starting to see the narrative being formed, being cultivated, being it's put coming. together. You see the you see the things about. Oh, they finished strong. I remember Rep. She said the other day, like things are looking up. <laughs> they keep it DA, and things are looking up. Team finished strong. Went one four out of five. You saw the positive things about Derek Carr as he finished. DA in his uh like forty five minute final presser talked about how you know the team turned the corner towards the end, and you know guys faced adversity and they started coming together towards the end. You know, it started playing better. Um, even though the quarterback's been playing fine all this time, everybody else around him started to play better, which made him look better. Um, <laughs> you saw you saw Jeff Duncan put out there that, you know, some players didn't handle adversity well or something like Ooh. that in the middle of Ooh. the season, early in the season, and they mm. figured it out through the end and it came together. Mm. So you're starting to see this narrative come together that, they figured it out. They figured it mm. out at some point in the season how mm. to rectify. Nick Underhill in his article, he talked about the red zone woes that they had, you know, throughout the season that they figured it out. They started the Thursday practice and all that stuff. You know, that looked positive towards the end. So you start to see all these little things put together where they're trying to manufacture hope that, hey, we're on. That's going to be the news reports. Come Come, you know, June, July, going into training camp, that's going to be the news reports. Look at look look at the left, left final quarter of this past season and look how they started turning things around. Things are looking up. Um, that's, that's the only hope they could find. Like, there's no, other, there's no other hope they could produce. There's not a player they could draft, maybe a quarterback, but we know that's not going to happen. So nope. there's nothing they could do, nobody they could sign as a free agent, that can inject real hope 
that you, you believe that these things are going to change. And, and, and to those like manufactured puff pieces that are coming out, my retort to that would be, well, okay. They, out of the, what the four of the five teams that they beat. And obviously the bucks are, they won the NFC South. My retort to that would be mm, the team that won the NFC South before the season was predicted to be picking top five in the draft. Uh, the New York Giants are picking top five in this year's draft. Um, so it, it all goes back to this, right? You can manufacture hope all you want. If Dennis Allen's record has shown that he can't beat winning teams or beat good teams, then you like, what type of hope are you actually manufacturing? All you're manufacturing is that the, the saints under Dennis Allen can beat shitty teams, but can't beat good teams. If you can't beat good teams, you can't be a playoff team even in the worst in the division in football. But as, as they try to manufacture and create this hope, what they're also going to do coming up in the next couple of months is they, they're talking about these cultural tweaks. We're going to, we're going to change these cultural tweaks. And they are going to ship out talented players. They're going to ship out talent, like, talented players to show their support of, of their faith in Dennis Allen, because there are players on the team who, I mean, when you work at a job, bruh, and you have a shit boss, you see right through your shit's boss shit all the fucking time. This yes. is no fucking difference. They're going to ship out more, more than likely Marshawn Lattimore. Um, I think there's a good chance that Taysom gets shipped out. I don't think that I don't think that that's a like a cultural thing. I think that's a um like a money contract thing. But they were trying to trade Taysom prior to this season, so like you're gonna ship out potentially ship out these good players to just justify having a head coach that in four and a half seasons in the NFL has never taken his team to the playoffs. And going back to the whole DA person thing, like, I, I I had to cut it off, bro. I, I had to cut bro. it off. Once it was, it was, it was a question asked about Derek Carr and the three answers he gave about like why Derek Carr is playing better towards the end of the season was he said, one, he was healthy. Um, two, the offensive line played better. Three, the, the people around him played better. So you, you, you telling me with a straight fucking face, for 17 fucking weeks that everything bad and wrong that was happening with Derek Carr was everyone else's fault. Like, and, and he said the health thing, my question to that was like, well, if he wasn't healthy, then doesn't that fall on you as a head coach? Cause wasn't you putting him out there when he was having multiple concussions and he was having all these, these health injuries. Like I get a player wants to play, but you're the coach, right? You're supposed to be, you're supposed to want to lead the team. Oh, oh, wait, the team had a mutiny on you on the field on fucking Sunday. So you ain't leading shit. Exactly. Exactly. So what? And, and then he went on to say uh, that he thought, you know, the criticism on Derek Carr was unfair this year. You know, I, which, I had already cut it off, right? I just, I couldn't do it. I had already cut it off. It's like, it's like I mean, you could argue the bulls were unfair or whatever, but come on now. They, they weren't. He's what a, you know, like a like a ten year a ten year vet. Like this is not a a rookie or a second second year quarterback. Like 
you he's you signed him to a four-year contract where he may get paid 150 million dollars in four years you cannot tell me with a straight face and man this is where it just it's it's I because I saw some quotes from the presser, like he was talking about like Zach Bond, and like they're like, oh yeah, like you know he he played well, and you know maybe potentially you know, we'll look we'll look at like going away from the prototype, but we're probably going to still stay. To, it's like what are y'all fucking like? What are all y'all doing, bro? Like the 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 comment he made on Trevor Penning that I read, like not almost knocked me out my chair, bro. He said like something about player development has to do with playing time. I said get I said get me out of here, bro. <laughs> That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. I, I wanted, I wanted to find that. I wanted to find that in the video, but I couldn't find it because I wanted to know if there was a follow up. Like, well, doesn't he have to play to have playing time? Doesn't he have to get in on a jumbo set? You know, uh, uh, tackle eligible? Something like something? He, he reporting, bro? Can he, can he report, bro? Can can Trevor Pitt report? <laughs> this is this is as bad as. I'm trying to be composed because the wins and losses, like the, that shit don't bother me, man. But like knowing everything that that's going on and like, if you're a GM of the team and you have to talk, have a conversation with your players, it, the perfect analogy I can think of is like, if you have a, if there's a substitute teacher and they got a classroom, the classroom don't respect them. So the substitute teacher goes run into the fucking principal saying, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't put it. I can't deal with these kids. These kids are out of control. So then you got the principal fucking walking down and going to the classroom and talking to the kids and saying, Hey guys, like what's going on with like, what, like that should tell you something. That should tell you that the like if there are leaders on the team that are telling you how they feel to the best of their but like this is this is as close as they've been like Saints players have been able to voice or show you know show any type of like uh, um where I'm looking for um opposition like opposing da that they can't like they're not going to go on twitter and just go on a, on a like a, a tirade but this is as close no. as they can do to show what they think and for mickey loomis to just be like nope don't see it don't see it uh i picked da and da has to work and if because if he doesn't work then i i look i look foolish like wh- like why like the falcons just fired arthur smith can we talk about the titans firing mike drable today he took the Tennessee Titans. Uh, he took a Tennessee Titan team, coached them that they were an overachieving team to the AFC fucking championship game. They were beating the Chiefs in the playoffs before Patrick Mahomes decided he's Patrick Mahomes and put the team on his back and brought them back. But. Like, do you like the optics? Like, this that's the thing for me, bro. It's the optics. You have the Titans firing Mike Drable, who, to my opinion, he shouldn't have been fired, right? Like, sometimes you're just gonna have a bad season, right? Fires him, and you are staying with the head coach who, yes, he finished eight, eight and seven this season, but he didn't make the playoffs. He didn't make the playoffs last year. Um, and he was a disaster. No, no, sorry. Uh the disaster in his tenure as the Oakland Raiders head coach. And, and, and you're going to try to like justify it with the easiest schedule with like almost no major injury concerns until like mid season. 
they aren't looking at any of that. They're not looking at uh nope. the injury, you know, the, the schedule. Because hey, look, you gotta play your schedule. The schedule is what you get, you gotta play it. They're not looking at that when, you know, I've like I've been saying, you if you want to judge your team, you have to judge them against the good teams. Uh, Michael Labardi, like Michael Labardi, says the same thing. Because what do you want to do as your team? You, uh, you, team? you want your team to get to the playoffs, beat the playoff teams, and get to the Super Bowl, right? Obviously, only only good teams in the playoffs, mostly. Anyway, if you can't beat good teams, then you, what are you doing? Like, what are we doing here? I, I was looking at stats today, just curious. And, you know, Saints are seventh in point differential in the NFL. It's good. It's a good stat. It's like, oh, okay. Seventh in point differential. That's that's nice. I think it was uh, plus 77 or something like that. It's, it's a good stat. No matter where you cut it, it's a good stat. But then you look at it, you look at every team, the top 13 teams, all of them are in the playoffs except the Saints. With The top 13 teams with the highest playoff differential or in the playoffs except the saints so that's how you that shows you the deception riot this shows Ryan. you the deceptions deception within the stat like yeah you got a lot of garbage time points you got a lot of blowouts of bad teams but when the when the you know proof is in the pudding when you got to face the rams when you got to face green bay when you got to face shoot even the vikings the Jags, Jags team, the not the playoffs, the the Vikings with Josh Dobbs, who was not starting at the end of the season, right? When when you had to nut up and put the proof on paper, you couldn't could do, do it. it. You could the only game. That's what you the did. only game. That's what Loomis. The only what? game that they did, and the, at that point it was maybe even too late, was the second Bucks game. Because I because I thought going into that game they had no shot, but they. They put it together and they were like a prideful team and they showed they showed up. But they showed up. Any and, other and, and, and as we we saw like, I mean the Bucks barely beat the Panthers, bro. Like it, <laughs> it was. They went nine to zero. I don't even remember score, but it was look, it, it was looking it, dicey, bro. It was looking very dicey. Like, oh, are they going to win this game? So we even see that the Bucks are kind of a frauds. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you got to you got to really like if you really if you are really truthfully. Uh, trying to analyze a team and trying to really see how you measure up without blinders on, without trying to preserve your job or preserve your ego and all that stuff because of the hires you made. If you truthfully looking at it, honestly, with honest shades on, you would look at those things if you're Mickey Loomis and come to those decisions, but he's not, he's doing the complete opposite. He's looking, Hey, my team won last four to five games you look at the offensive stats, they pretty much improved over last year in key categories. The quarterback, I'm paying $150 million. You know, he, stats are pretty decent, you know, overall for the season. That's all he's looking at. And he's like, oh, you know, hey, hey good enough. Hey, hey you know. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Hey, we got us looking crazy. Trying to make fans look like we just tripping. Like, we just wild. Right. Like, we just like, oh, y'all just being unreasonable. What is wrong? This is this is what this is what the Saints are doing, and this is what they're doing, and then they're also trying to do have the media do it to fans too. They are trying to gaslight the fuck out of us right now. Yes, absolutely. And and I think that 
that's a factor in it that makes it even more infuriating because it's because it's, it's insulting our intelligence it's what it, exactly. it's what it does to exactly. Like exactly right like don't don't like if you if you just i would even have a little more respect if if vicky Luma just say listen I, I understand that you know fans won't change for De- for Dennis Allen, but but listen here, Bob, and like list it out and 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 just like be upfront about why. But like this whole gaslighting shit, this whole thing about like the culture and this whole like all like we're not dumb. Like we are not dumb. When you have Lance Moore saying exactly what DA should have done when Arthur Smith approached them at midfield, echoed almost word for word what we had said on the recap pod. Like you go out, word, you go, you go out. If you're a leader, a man, and that you are the head coach of the football team, you put it on yourself. You never throw your fucking team and multiple players of your team under the bus. Like, like, so, so you're, so the team and organization is trying to gaslight us, but then they're going to call us poor and say that we can't, that we can't afford going to the games. Ain't that some shit, bro? That, crazy, that is man. that is some like legit legit abusive shit like if you just if you just break it down remove like sports fan remove like sports team if you just say oh yeah but, like there's there's this person that's just been gaslighting the shit out of this out of their partner and and then at the end of the day they they try to make them feel bad and, and make them feel bad it's, it's their fault like you're like man that that's a terrible situation like that person should leave like that and I get it. Every sports team will go through like their phase of just being like ungood and, and, and whatever. But me getting the text message today from a good friend saying that the saints have essentially become the Oakland Raiders. Oof. <sighs> That's what the, Oof. it's like. It's like Mickey Loom is looking at the old, 14 Raiders, like, mm-hmm. I want to be like that. Like, right. I want to even throw this to you. The crazier part is that every time someone would bring up DA's Oakland experiences, everyone was like, oh, that was a terrible random organization, and they had all these cap problems, and they had, like, shit players, and blah, blah, blah. All, all of these excuses for, De- for Dennis Allen, right? Then he comes to New Orleans. Now, maybe the cap wasn't the greatest, but the cap was manageable. And the, the amount of talent that was on the Saints has far outweighed any team he ever had with the Raiders. And in two seasons, in two complete seasons, he is by pillar, him and Mickey Loomis, tag teaming, have reduced the Saints and the winning and the culture and the vibes and everything Sean Payton and Drew Brees and Bob Bob put on their backs to instill a, a winning tradition for the Saints for as long as they did, it is completely gone. And now they're all the talented elite players that they do have, they're going to get rid of. <laughs> so you yeah. are, they are literally becoming the Oakland Raiders. Cause guess what? That Oakland Raiders team did not draft well. <laughs> no. They did not. And, the, and, you know, I pointed out on the last podcast, it's just the irony of the whole culture, the whole culture thing that he's brought here to preserve the culture. But now there's cultural tweaks needed, you know. And uh, let me right, read that. that. So what what changed in one season, Ryan? What changed? Two, se- two seasons ago. Re- I, 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 I put it in our in our 
in our, our video on social media, because I had pulled the piece from Mike Triplett when he was at ESPN of the, the presser or whatever when Dennis Allen got hired. You can read it what it said verbatim, bro. Like, it was all, I'll, I'll, I'll pull it up right now. I don't know if you have it up, but if you don't, I'll, I have it right here. I'll pull it up right now. Um, uh, uh, this is also terrible podcasting. Uh, oh, here it is right here. The eight teams that let go of head coaches. This is Mickey, Mickey Loomis. I'm quoting, by the way. The eight teams that let go of head coaches. I think their situations are different than ours. Um, we had a coach, our coach retired with a lot of really good things in place already. That doesn't mean that it can't be approved and built upon, but, but we don't see it as a wholesale culture change, roster change, anything like that. That was the off season of 2022. Two. So then let me, let me, let me read the quote that came out from Florio, little, little, little peddling for his, his saint source that gave him the news. Uh, the saints are confident that their fortunes will uh, will improve with enhancements to the roster along with some cultural tweaks. Cultural tweaks. So, huh? Uh, But, but that doesn't mean it can't be improved and built upon. We don't see this as a wholesale cultural change roster. So then what fucking changed? Please tell me, Mickey, Mickey. Tell me. Tell I, I know I know you listen to Mickey. Like you you can DM you can send a DM. Like give it to Greg Bill. Tell us, you know, whatever. Oh, he, <laughs> Greg ain't talking to us for shit, bro. <laughs> I sent a nice professional email to Greg. We didn't hear shit back from him. We and here's the crazy part. Like, I feel like it, <laughs> like the Saints like to like portray us as like the villains. Like we're the we're the Saints block party podcast, but we're the villains of like because of all the vitriol that we spew, like what vitriol are we spewing? Well, th- those are those are direct quotes. <laughs> and then you know, Jeff Duncan put this out today, and this is this is Jeff Duncan, so you know it's just spoon fed bullshit. Oh. Uh, some segments of the Saints locker room splintered when adversity oh. hit the season. Mm. Team officials are evaluating how that happened and what should be done about it. Monday's meeting, he's talking about. Mickey Loomis met with the players, like a closed-door meeting with the players for like 30 minutes. Which is, which is but, insane, by the way. Insane from a gym. Uh, <laughs> Monday's meeting was set was to set the tone for the offseason. Are you in? If not, then you'll likely be out. <laughs> and Jeff Duncan, Jeff Duncan, according to multiple players, Said it was a positive. They came out feeling positive about it. Really? So you, you, so you, you, really you telling that? me? You telling me that the GM of the Saints went and talked to the players and gave them an ultimatum of they're either in or they're out, and you're gonna then try to spin that and tell me that that's a fucking positive meeting? Get the fuck out of my face! <laughs> like they want us, like they they want us to believe like the players left and were just like. Oh yeah, 
ultimate, that, that ultimatum, that ultimatum is always a good thing. That's always gonna yeah, work. It always, always gonna it always works. <laughs> let me, uh, let me, let me. I gotta, I gotta say this, and we are, we are trying hard to get Amy Trask on our on our show. I, I reposted what she was saying about Dennis Allen. I believe it was like the se- like the season that he actually got terminated with the Raiders because she was doing like a, a, a pregame thing with like Jordan Lockham for and, and whatever. Um, so I reposted that after Sunday and then that blew up on, on Twitter. And so she has a podcast and um, just to recap it, and I'm taking this from Nick who par- who paraphrased it. Amy talked about how DA, so this is his day, day one, Ryan, as the head coach of the Raiders. And we talked about how DA called an organizational an organizational wide meeting on day one and was a rude, disrespectful, dismissive ass during it. She said she's never seen anything like that. Um, also, Amy Trask has worked from the worked with the Raiders through multiple head coach tenures from 1997 to 2013. This woman has seen some shit, bruh. Like we know Amy has seen some shit. And when when I was getting a little senile, she's seen some shit. Um, she said that she thought that Dennis Allen might learn from his first head coaching job, but after seeing what happened on Sunday with the whole, with the whole Jameis situation and, or not even Jameis, the team, uh, going against him, she said that he hadn't changed one bit and she wasn't surprised at all. Amy Trask, a, a, like it was, it was the Bengals Ram Super Bowl. Someone sent it to us and we posted it. She was on doing a press game uh, for that. And I don't know. I don't even know how Derek or uh, Dennis Allen got brought up for that, for that pregame. And she pretty much said that he is, he doesn't have leadership skills. He doesn't like, you know, p- players didn't believe in him. Yep. Players didn't vibe with him. He wasn't a leader. This woman for years have been telling you when someone tells you who they are, fucking believe them. <laughs> This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. I, I really suggest people go listen to this, the the what the football podcast yes. with Susie Sorry. and uh and Amy, because um, yes. I mean you just gotta listen to listen to her tell it because this is somebody speaking freely that that's worked with the guy, and she right. even she said she gave him the benefit of the doubt. Poor opening meeting, okay, what have you? It happens. Even after that, she said, and one thing that stood out to me was she talked about the the lack of energy and passion that Raiders players had you know, at practice and stuff like that. And I'm like, man, that's just this, it's so familiar. It's like, it's like, it's like I'm the same thing, the same thing. And we are supposed to believe that they figured it out. They figured and out. We, this. And, and the crazy thing is we saw it. How many times this, how many times this season in games where they came out flat, 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 flat. So many times in key games, big, important games, big too. games. And the irony of all that is the whatever culture it was is that got them to come out 
on fire the last couple of games that come out against the Bucks and all that stuff. They about to ship that out. Like that part of the culture they're shipping out. That's the irony of the whole thing. It's like <laughs> now you go you go you got players, the young players, Alante and, and you know uh Olave, stuff like that. Those players didn't get to come up with, you know, with the um well, you know, the old Chris dogs. Olave, the older. I mean, Chris Olave, you got some Michael Tomnick experience, thank right. God. But uh, right, <laughs> he, about get he about to get shipped out. You know what I'm saying? Like, how's that? How's that? Like, you you say, okay, here's a good, great leader for Chris Olave, Michael Thomas, da 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 da. da. We about to get his ass out of here now. So what what example does that tell you? Here's something that's been on my mind, and I haven't I haven't asked about it because I don't I don't know. It's one of those things like. That life lesson, like don't don't ask questions you don't want to know the answer to. I have not reached out and touched base to see like what the probability of a Chris Olave trade happening this offseason. But like, would it be surprising, honestly? Not to me at all. At all, bro. And I'm, I'm not saying that it's gonna happen. I'm not saying I've heard I, I'm just saying that the possibility because you I, I'm just following, I'm following their tracing, right? So they're trying to make examples and martyrs out of everyone on the team who may have disagreed with Dennis Allen, except for maybe Taysom. Cause I think that might, the Taysom thing is weird too, though, because yes, I think some of it is a, like a financial aspect to it. But what I said earlier this season, I'm not going to like redact it. Like the whole conversation, the whole thing about Derek Carr telling the team that he did not want Taysom coming on the field, taking snaps from him. That was something that happened. Like, I'm not going to come on this podcast and say shit that didn't happen. So while it some of it is the financial aspect, and I think that it is if Taysom does get shipped out, then for them, they're killing two birds with one stone, right? Because like, oh, yeah. getting some cap, maybe some cap relief, getting some, a, a draft compensation, and all we, we're making our, our meddling, you know, our meddling quarterback we're paying happy. Like, all right, I can tell you what, I can already read the offseason playbook to you, bro. They're going to they gonna bring in Hunter Renfro. Yep. Um, Maybe they'll bring in Joe Lombardi to the coaching staff. I... Do you believe the Gruden shit? Um, it, here's my thing. Why, why did they meet with him like right after the season? Like of all, like of all the things that probably was pressing to do after the season that they just had. <laughs> One of the first things they go do is they go fly to Florida to be with John Gruden, like. <laughs> so yes, I do believe I do believe there's there's a there's a a factor to that, which is hilarious because I don't, I don't want to say aside all the John the things that come with John Gruden. Just sticking with football, just for right now, John Gruden couldn't stand Derek Carr, and I'm not saying I'm not saying that he would be offensive coordinator. But it's like you're going to bring in a head coach who coached Derek Carr the longest, got the best out of – even as a head coach that got the best out of Derek Carr still cannot stand Derek Carr. <laughs> Think about that, bro. That, Ryan. It's, Derek, it's, Carr's, it's, Derek Carr's best season before he got hurt and was like looking kind of borderline like an MVP that season. Even at that peak before he got hurt. That offseason, what was it? It was it was the Derek Carr trade rumors because because yep. John Gruden was was not sold on Derek Carr. 
What what does that tell you? <laughs> it's crazy, bro. It's crazy. And that that just that whole with you Gruden thing is just fascinating to me because Gruden Gruden is not like a share the toys type of guy. Like you know, the kid that don't want to share the toys and daycare or whatever. He don't he, like group play. Oh what? Yeah, he, he, nah, he don't like that. He don't like that. <laughs> and you know, it just it is interesting to me that DA would put his job in jeopardy, honestly. Right. Like that. Because that would put his job in jeopardy. Because it would be it would be just like when Sean Payton hired DA yeah. to kind of pop behind the shoulder of Rob Ryan, you know. And now, uh, you know, I don't know what type of relationship Mickey Loomis and John Gruden have. Um, but I tell you what, John Gruden will be cultivating that relationship while he's in the <laughs> building for sure. Little finger already. Exactly. I, just like Little Finger. Any, anytime anytime he got a little free moment to talk to, to Mickey, bring him to hey, 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 like, you see what these you see what these <laughs> niggas doing on CNN today, bro? <laughs> <laughs> listen emails bro it makes sense to me from this perspective going into next season i would this is assuming i think dennis allen knows he's on borrowed time if he does not produce right so yeah. he's a desperate desperate desperate, desperate individual so if it's like even if i'm bringing in someone like don gruden who may try to like you know, wait the waters and, and try to like steal my job. If it leads to the team winning, then so be it. But that that's, that's all, all that. It, it's the same pattern though. Right? Like it's, there's this desperation to win it. Like Dennis Allen also showed us who he was as soon as he got hired. And then they went after Deshaun Watson. Right? Like that's, yeah. it's the, it's the desperate, it's the desperation to, to win. Um, And he knows like he, like he is going to be, under a microscope starting next season. Like, not that I not that I don't want to poo-poo it, but like when you got the city trying to put billboards up to fire that man, bro. And the thing you talk about the desperation to win, it's funny because it doesn't seem like he knows how to win. You know what I'm saying? Like like he what he views as how to win is like bringing in a certain player, this or that. It's so bigger than that. You know what I'm saying? On, it's man. like really it's like really drilling down to see what's what's the issues with your team. You know what I'm saying? And I just don't think he has that in him. Um, you have to. You you texted me this last night. Assuming I'm assuming you were watching the national championship, and you were just like, man, like it's it's crazy how when you know when Jim Harbaugh goes to a team, like you you know and you see and you can tell it's a Jim Harbaugh team. You can right? tell, bro. So I, I, and I, 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 I made the little analogy when we were the little preview for the national championship. I said it reminded me of the Saints and it reminded me of the Niners, just like yes. just the styles, bro. Like high flying offense, just rugged, tough, physical defense, and that's essentially how like the national championship played out. Except for you know the Huskies didn't have Drew Brees because he he made up for so much. Of, of that team when that yeah. game happened. Right. When you play against a Jim Harbaugh team, you know what to expect. You play against a John Harbaugh team, you know what to expect. You play against a Mike Tomlin team, you know what to expect. 
Um, I was going to say the Bills, but they are a little too up and down for me. But, like, if you're playing against a a head coach, a Mike Drabel team who just got fucking fired, Mike Drabel might have, like, not the best defense. He may not have all the, all the players on defense. That team going to be physical as fuck, and they are going to be tough. And they are going to try to bully you all all game. There's Dennis, a, Allen, Dennis Allen got to win 31 straight games <laughs> to get to the same winning percentage as 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 uh, Vrabel. They played. They they played about. They both coaching about the same amount of game, like sixty games, sixty one game. This guy got to win thirty one straight, thirty one straight, just to get to just to match Vrabel. Who got fired today? Got fired. Can we? Can we also talk about the quarterback that Mike Vrabel has held in his Titans tenure, bro? Come on, man. So when you have a a head coach that's worth the salt, they put their imprint. They put their 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 identity into their team into their organization it tr- it's a it's a trickle down effect it's a top down effect i'm i don't know, i'm trying to say all these corporate jargon words hopefully mickey loomis can fucking get it through his fucking thick skull but it is a way that you're like oh shit we we playing we playing a physical fucking team what what is the identity of, of the saints or the raiders under fucking dennis allen he couldn't answer that a, a Catherine, loser. Catherine Terrell hit him with our question, with your question. Oh, oh yep. The, the, what what, the, what like, has the team done better? What have you improved on this year? And he hit him with that little, mm, well, we take the ball away. Oh, take the ball away. Oh, the ball away. Oh, <laughs> that's everyone's first go to, bro. Getting <laughs> takeaways. Okay. Okay. What else? <laughs> he was struggling, too. He was like, Damn. Like, yes, damn, nigga. Yeah, I know, but that's why I've been asking it, it all the like, season. It was bro. like, we went nine and eight. Yeah. Two more games, one. Yeah. That's what he said, bro. <laughs> the way he said it, bro. Oh, my God. I, I hated that. Oh, bro. I, I couldn't. I could not watch that person. Oh, oh, right, I was bro, done. We, I was done. This is, this is hell, man. This is, <laughs> this is purgatory. It's not hell. It's purgatory. It's purgatory. You know, hell is, you know, going two and, two and 14, 15, whatever. You know what I'm saying? That's hell, but. Purgatory is like you're stuck in this wilderness, it, I mean, in this abyss. I see this, that's why I would you, you said hell is like one what twelve like two and fifteen or some shit like that. Like to me, that's not hell because if you go two and fifteen, then then and of itself, you're increasing your ability to change the franchise with the franchise quarterback if you right. get that pick right. And the head coach at that point don't matter. Like if you if right. you can get that. Like at least there's there to me there's more hope picking top three top five of changing your the franchise like long term but to me th- and it's not where like the team is like the wins and losses this is hell because of the entire operation of how the front office is doing things right exactly this this is hell because the 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 main reason. Not wins and losses, not none of the shit in the in the locker room. The main reason that Mickey Loomis is not gonna fire Dennis Allen is because he can admit that he got the hire wrong. That's hell. Cause then that means that the players are suffering the players that you draft and that you're paying money, and I say suffer, I mean they're getting paid very, very handsomely. That, let's 
get that right. But like, if you go from working from a, if you're working for a great supervisor, like the best boss in the world, he may be a little crazy. He may be a little psycho, but you know, he got your back. You know that he's going to get the best out of you. You go from that. You, you just start working from a dude who doesn't, doesn't know two shits. That is depressing. I can guarantee you. I, oh, I would love, and I know he's not the type of person. I'd love to get AK on the pod, bro. Just because I like he, for someone who is as football intelligent as he is, to go from Sean to go from Sean to DA, and I get DA, but he's a heck, hell, bro, hell. Like, bro, I listen to DA pressures, bro. He don't even sound competitive, bro. Don't even, bro. It's just ugh. so, and like, you to know me, what? that that's where the hell comes from. It's it's yeah. the it's the blinders over the organization's right. eyes. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And look. I'm saying, you know, we ain't far from hell. It, it could get oh, no. real ugly oh. very soon. Oh. It could get Ooh. real ugly very, very soon, bro. And you're going to have the same. And here's the thing. I could see if we was a middling team and we got 40, 50 million in salary cap space. Team is maxed out to the max, beyond max. Like they you, maxed out like, like, like they're about to go to the Super Bowl. No, we are so far from that. So far from that, you know. And that's 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 what's really. And you know what I I was thinking? I was like, man, I I really love that the players did that in the Falcons game. They'll never admit that it was an act of defiance. Um, oh no, they'll never they would never do that. They'll, they'll never admit it, but it was, and they put the spotlight on Da. You know, from a national yep. perspective, because nobody was nobody was talking about Da from a national perspective. It was. Nope. So annoying. I'm like, but y'all look at this dude. And they finally put the spotlight on him. And look, a lot of people are focusing on Jameis Winston, you know, Shannon Sharp and uh Rich Eisen and all of them. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but did the, Rich Eisen say something? I, I didn't I, I, I didn't listen. I saw I know he had like a big rant about it, but I didn't really focus on it. But uh but it did everybody that's smart enough looked at him like, yeah, 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 yeah. Jameis shouldn't have done that, blah, blah, blah. But damn, the team deciding to do that. And DA, like, ooh, that something ain't right. Like, something ain't smelling right in the kitchen over there. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just glad that that's out there now. That's out there. Yes. And, you know, like, and we know the Saints, like, much as they like to be like, oh, we don't pay attention to the outside, we know that's all they do. They all they do, believe bro. in perception. They, they are – Bruh, they got they got to have like a, a whole department. Like they got two people just just just. They, I know I know it's a, it's a it's a job it's a job fucking description on the pay books, bro. <laughs> uh, per- perception perceptions in- investigator. Um, but yes, I'm I'm glad. And here's the thing. Anyone who got asked about it, Jameis, Eric McCoy, Cesar Reese, they didn't deflect from it, bro. They, no. they, they, they said, yeah. We, and then I, I kept seeing like, oh, well, if they were going to do that, then they shouldn't have done it at the victory formation because that's kind of cheap. And and they should have. And I said, and I was like, dummies, dummies. Even like Mitchell Schwartz was like, oh, dummies. The only way that it was going to work was to do it at, after the victory formation. Because if they would have went out and like audible to like a like a regular play, the Saints still had timeouts. 
Yeah. Da would have fucking taken a timeout and then fit Derek Carl out there. You know his, you know his happy ass would have kneeled, even though he doesn't like kneeling. Like, like, so the only way that that would have worked was it to be done how they did it because it wasn't it if it was a clear yes he told us not to do this we still doing this shit anyway and if they had went out there in a regular formation then that wouldn't have happened so can we can we get past the whole victory formation can get past how it was cheap that the foul can we just can we just put jimmy graham in the in the saints hall of fame just right now like i I need him in it right now ryan right now why are we trying to protect their feelings why why? I mean, our, our, the, the the Saints head coach is trying. To, the Saints, the Saints head coach is trying to protect the feelings of the Atlanta Falcons, right? What? I, I I still can't believe it. I still I can't believe that video. I keep watching that video, bro. When <laughs> no grown man walking to me cussing me out like that, bro. It's, it's not happening. It's not happening. And then I'm gonna be like, hey, man, hey. Like, buddy. Right, hey, buddy. That was bro. on him, man. Like, it wasn't. I didn't do bro, anything, bro. Bro. Where's it like? I'm going to be a leader of man, bro. Where's it like? What's him? Let's go. Thank you. Let's go. Let's get it out. You know, like, come on. That's what, a, that, that's what a head coach, like, that's what a leader does. Like, even if, like, listen, I, to, to be fair, like, I, I kind of understood where I, a little bit where Arthur Smith was coming from, and so I understood like, oh, yeah. like why he was upset. I mean, dude, but like, job, even... job, he knew his job was done, bro. Like, I, <laughs> I, I completely understand his feeling. I completely understand it. Like, man, I was it was stressed, right? Man, was stressed. <laughs> it just real victory for me. Oh, I, I, I completely understand that where he was coming from. I get so, it. Even if, even if he was in certain ways justifiable for Dennis Allen to cower. Also, keep in mind this, like that that clip, like everyone saw that. So not the team already, most of the team, are, I wouldn't say most, but a good part of the team already doesn't believe in him. Then you see him getting bitched by the opposing head coach who also lost his job the next day in front of all the hoes. And you want to try to uh, wrap me up to go out and put my body on the line and get CTE and play football. <laughs> get the fuck out my face, bro. Get out. Get me out of here. <laughs> Please. Yeah, can't, can't, bro. I can't. Oh my God. Um I I'll we'll leave it at that. Like like I said, we we literally like, we hit the fifty the fifty minute mark. We literally could go on and, and on and on and just it's just I'll end this and I'll say like this team, let me rework that. This front office has really taken like the hope out of hope season. Like when a se- when a season ends, there's like oh maybe like let's see who the free agents are. Let's well, you know, get a defensive man. You know maybe get a little running back. Oh, also, can we? I completely forgot this from the DA presser of him like basically calling like Cam Jordan washed and old as shit. Which listen, listen. He might be, but to do that in front of the like, in front of the like, he just oh, I just can't I can't vibe with him, bro. I can't, I, I, can't, him, bro. I, can't I can't stand, stand that, I can't stand that man, bro. But like, I can't even get excited. Like, I'm like, oh, maybe like you know we should or we might. I think we still might 
follow through and do the um the Saints Block Party podcast uh, second annual draft party. A big reason is like we got like 15 Patreons when we did that party, bro. So we might we might just have to do it for financial reasons, bro. But like I can't even be excited to like about the draft, bro. I can't, I can't, I can't be excited. I'm trying, bro. I'm trying, man. Like only thing I'm like, oh, maybe like because of all these quarterbacks and like all these like these edge rushers and, and receivers, maybe someone like like Brock Bowers could you know fall to 14, which I could potentially see. And I'm like that point, I'm like because at that point it's like you you drafting for the future. You're not drafting for any anything regarding this regime at all. I can't even get excited about potentially them drafting Brock Bowers for one of the best tight end prospects that's ever come around. I, It's sad, man. It's so sad. Got the scene boy invite. I'm like, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> oh, the unless only I, unless I could unless I can get my hands on Lewis and Dean, bro. bro oh, I would, I, I would, I would tell Jay. I said, hey, I gotta go. <laughs> I'll be back, but I gotta go. Oh. Uh, do, I, I, I have a better question for you. Do, it, do you think there's any changes coming offensively? I don't know. Like, it, like, it, like it's like it's Pete? Go get. Because here's my thing. Like, okay, Gruden, okay. But, like, do you really want to. You, you said there was all this progress with the offense towards the you know, end of the season. So, so you mess, around, mess around with the con- yeah, mess around with that the continuity. Yeah, like, do you really want to do that? Because I, mean, I mean, I you know Pete was a good scapegoat through most of the season, but oh man, he, he man they were they was ringing that scapegoat out hard, bro. Can I? Can we just give? Can I, I want to get some appreci- some appreciating to Pete Carmichael right now. I, I I like we I know me you we we've been hard on Pete the, the oh. Saints fan as as a whole have been hard on Pete. I think it I realized I think it was like after the Texans game when I got when I got some news of of like overall Pete's been fine. And a lot of the things that happened this season, a lot of them like at least specifically earlier this season was not Pete's fault. That was a lot of like Derek Carr trying to freelance and trying to look like he was like Patrick Mahomes and, and just changing the plays and changing and, and all that. And what was called was not being ran. And it was, and then what he changed it to was not being communicated. Um, and Pete Carmichael has been the perfect example of a man who has asked to calmly quiet quit and say, Hey, I ain't the guy for you. I, I, I'll work on the staff. I'll, I'll slot in the cut. And because of, I guess loyalty, right? And and not wanting to leave the Saints in a lurch. He's like, you know, all right, I'll I'll be OC, you know. So he, he was OC last season. They they wanted they wanted to pivot from Pete this offseason. Um after the the Dalton and and all that season and and Pete again. Well, first they they thought they were going to be able to pivot from Pete and then they tried to schedule some offensive coordinator interviews and no one called it back or they got called back. (laughs) Greg Olson said, you know what? Let me go. Let me go coach Geno Smith instead and and take (laughs) less money in Seattle, bro. (laughs) No, I'm good. Um, good. He had worked with DA. He had worked with Dennis Allen before. Yeah. Um, So they, they couldn't even, (laughs) 
like like has someone like gone like been maybe going through a divorce like going close to a breakup and they just think like ooh about to get all these hoes like I'm just about to get all these numbers and just be fucking all and then like the divorce finalizes and it's like it's like no number like oh shit like just just nothing bro just look just in the living room just sad just no one to talk to that was the Saints bro and so they were like hey uh Pete can you like me can you come back we don't we have anyone so again because about a loyalty this man was like you know what i don't want y'all in the lurch i don't want y'all not have an oc he came back it was very easy for like the saints and us as fans i think to a degree it's like paint pete at, as like this like is pete a great offensive coordinator absolutely not but nope. is he at the very least serviceable yes um so i don't know what's gonna happen with pete carmichael i don't know if he's gonna take a less role but I also think that they are probably still trying to like call like some young coaches to be added to the offensive staff. And I think those young coaches are like, uh, let me see what's popping on over here first. Right. And 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 then I'll get back to you. We become that team. We become that team, Ryan. Because when Sean Payton would reach out to ask the coach to come to the coaching staff. No question. Done. No question. But now we got young coach. Like these are not even coaches that got like got ilk yet, bro. Like say young. <laughs> we get another. We get other team trash. Just, nobody else wants you. We'll take you. Young. How the how the how the mighty has fallen. So I just wanted Sorry. to just apologize, Pete Carmichael, for for. Um... Sorry, Pete. And I, I I didn't even say this during my my, my little monologue. This man had every fucking opportunity. All this season to throw people under the bus. He could have thrown Derek. He could have thrown Derek Carr under the bus. He could have thrown Dennis Allen under the bus. Didn't do it once. At all. Like not even close. And I respect that. He said, he said it's on me. He said, put that on me. It's on me. And we we joked about it, but he said it's on me. But you have the head coach throwing Chris Olave under the bus for running the wrong route when he didn't run the wrong route. You have the head coach throwing the almost every teammate who decided to go and do the victory touchdown for Jamal for just, just give him a touchdown. Throw them the under the bus and backed it over multiple times right after the Falcon game. And many other players, Juan Johnson, uh, Alante Taylor, uh, so many, he's thrown players under the bus publicly. And look, I'm not saying, you know, coaches shouldn't just be honest and talk about, you know, correct. Yeah. yeah, For sure. But be, be, you know, have some equality with it. You know what I'm saying? Like there it is. Come on. Like if you if you're gonna throw other players under the bus, then why are you not criticizing your quarterback when your quarterback playing like shit? Because you picked him. Exactly. <laughs> and exactly. you know that if he looked bad, that means you look bad. So he you're gonna do bad. everything that you can to just you know no, it's everything else. That's not Derek Carr. It's not Derek Carr. It's not Derek Carr. One one last thing before we go because we we hit an hour. Pro Bowl. Gets announced, Pro Bowl, and I know the Pro Bowl's a joke largely, but I'm just making an analogy here. Pro Bowl, all pro teams, I'm sure, are going to come out soon. Um, do you remember, I was going to say back in the day, because it wasn't that long, but you remember back in the day, like the the tweet would come out from the Adam Schefter, or sometimes Nick would put on out of all like the little like incentives players would need to hit on the Saints to like reach certain incentives for the season, bruh. Does that still even happen with the Saints anymore, bro? I don't think so, man. 
like so so y'all got someone in charge like and even and this is the type of person that sean was as a coach at least that if a player was short of that incentive pay it out anyway yep we don't even have players getting close to hitting incentives no more like it doesn't even get reported on because no players i'm not saying i'm gonna i shouldn't say none but it used to be a list ryan <laughs> It used to be a list of play- it used to be a list of players that would be playing in the Pro Bowl. List of players for the Saints that were on all pro teams. Go on, bro. Not no more. Not no more, bro. <laughs> not no more. It's crazy. And then, man. You know what's gonna happen, bro. Marshawn's gonna get traded to like a team like the Lions. I'm not reporting anything, by the way. But Marshawn's gonna get traded to like a team like the Lions or the 49ers. AK might go, who fucking knows? And they go, they go look stellar, bro. That a if no. AK gets traded, he is going to have if along he goes to a good creative team, he gonna have that that Christian McCaffrey fucking that look to him, bro. Yep. Just glistening, bro. Just glistening. Yep. Oh, and Kendrick gonna be hurt by week three, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully the next time we go, I'm gonna try to pull up some positives, man. I'm gonna pull up some positive things to talk about. Players that are pointed up, arrows pointed up, or something like that, man. We, oh, are we doing just? Are we just doing just pointed up? No, no down arrows. Oh no, we're gonna do some down arrows. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So you just want just some positivity, though. some okay, positivity, bro. Gotta do okay. something. It's <laughs> the old just season, have, not man. Just have have our listeners just driving the car, just stewing, bro. Just stewing. <laughs> Walking hey, into work bad as hell, bro. Man, as hell, man. People been man. It been hot. Boy, this and it's just crazy coming off a blowout win over the Falcons. And TL been hotter than ever, bro. Hotter than how ever. Do, how do you, not like a like a stomping of the Falcons? How do you, as a Saints head coach, fuck that up? How? How? It shouldn't be possible. Shouldn't be possible. <laughs> uh, um. But we just we wanted to get this out out there because we just want like I didn't, I didn't want to we didn't want to wait too late during this week we just wanted to get it out there, um, and everything we are gonna do be having our YouTube live show this week but 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 to know when it's gonna be you either have to be a Patreon or at least subscribe to our YouTube channel so please um, subscribe to our Patreon subscribe to the Patreon just a, a dollar a month gets you in there. Uh, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and you get the notifications as well. We know when it's going to be. Uh, we're going to put in the, in the in our Discord when it's going to be as well. But um, we it's the off season, so we kind of know what the ebbs and flows are when it comes to the off season. So sometimes our listenership goes down and things like that happens. But please trust us and believe us. We are going to be putting out a weekly show and doing a thirty-ish minute episode live show on youtube every week so we are still here um if things are popping off like free agency and stuff like that if there's breaking news and i think people should prepare themselves for like a lot of breaking news this still coming off season bro like i think it's gonna be a um we will obviously do our emergency podcast as we've done in the past and things like that but um yeah so enjoy enjoy life like it's Enjoy. I know listen to this I know listen to this podcast people are not gonna be like excited, but I will say this, right? I thank thank God I emotionally disconnected. Like thank God, man. Like I could right. not imagine how I would be right now 
if I hadn't knowing everything I know, that's what's going on. I no. I'd be one. I'd be one to fight someone every day, bro. <laughs> every every day. Um, oh, thank God! Thank goodness! Thank God! That. And if and if this is if, if this can't help, like if the no call wasn't it, if this can't help you get past, like that, like just keeping that like separation of like not letting what the team does like affects your emotional thing. Like to me, like all the stupidity that they're doing, like I'm just like, all right, like we'll see what happens in a season or two. DA yep. will likely be gone. Maybe Mickey will be gone. Like maybe not. Maybe, but like, it, I do. It, it is what it is, man. So, thank y'all so much. We know we went long, but we just had a lot to talk about. Thank y'all for all the support. We truly mean it. We are gonna hopefully try to get some guests on as the season's ended and try to spice some things up. Um, these next couple of episodes during the off season, so be on the lookout for those. But thank y'all so much. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all. We'll be back next week. We'll be back for the live show later on this week, so be on the lookout for that. With that, we're out. Peace.